0: Would you just give me a little brief about the LCETB and your role
1: within it? Well, LCETB was established in two thousand and thirteen, as I said, uh, and it was an amalgamation of the four, what were the three former VCs: County Clare VC, City of Limerick VC, and County Limerick VC, and it was part of an overall national. Uh, amalgamation of what were then thirty three vocational education committees into sixteen education and training boards, and the whole exercise was to try and rationalise and refocus the education and training function of um, of what were then the vocational education committees, and I suppose to give them a, a, a better, more regional focus in terms of what they were doing. And then, allied to that in 2014, the training function that belonged to FOSS previously yeah. uh, was brought in under the remit of the Education and Training Boards. So in that context, then, we took over the... Um, well, we amalgamated with the um, Raheem Training Centre and Shannon Training Centre, so they're now part of the uh, of the Education and Training Board here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, roughly... We have uh, we have approximately about two and a half thousand staff, between teachers, instructors, tutors across the region, right. Limerick and Clare. We would have in the in the region of about uh, nine and a half thousand post primary students, and then on top of that we'd have about twenty four five thousand adult learners as well, wow. between apprenticeships apprentices. Um, we also have, um, you know, in the training centres. Then we have, you know, a a, a large number of thirty different centres around the 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 two counties in the city that offer that further education and training provision uh, through youth reach programs, vocational training opportunity schemes, back to, um, back to education initiative. Uh, then we have PLC programs as well. We, you know, in Mulgrave Street, mm. we have this, the Limerick School, um, College, College of Foster Further education, education, yeah, which has about 1200 pupils in it, uh, 1200 learners, I shouldn't call them pupils. I know I, I taught there for <laughs> yeah. five or six years, yeah, and the School of Music next door, then would also is within our remit, and that is about 1500 uh, pupils in it. So, uh, so we have, a, a, I suppose, a significant presence around the, yeah. the, the region in that sense. <coughs> I suppose we see our role now as being with uh, within obviously uh, as as the state education authority for for this region, uh, and in I suppose offering a post primary education to students through our post primary schools, of which we have about eighteen, and then further education and training opportunities through the different programs that we operate across uh, the the region yeah. in that sense. So it's a
0: significant footprint that you it's have? It's a
1: significant footprint in, in, in the region um, I mean we would probably be um, one of the biggest employers in the region as well as also uh, having in terms of the other education institutions having the largest number of, of learners and students mm. uh, when you when you combine them all together in all of the different programs but they are dispersed so our <coughs> our reaches into every community, really, yeah. um, both rural and urban in, in the city and county and in County Clare as well. So we have a significant reach from the western seaboard of County Clare to the Kerry borders, yeah. down
0: to the Cork borders as well. <laughs> um, the- when you look at the importance of education just going through, you know, life, yeah. and there's a there's a continual life cycle of education um it seems that but there's another surge of of focus on education again um I, I suppose it's always there constantly, but there seems to be another push
1: again the importance of it to feed into this talent pipeline yes um obviously in terms of of where we're at in in i suppose at the post primary side yes we we're we are, we are we we have a significant number of pupils within within the the, the region in that regard, uh, uh, but obviously that that's the traditional route mm. people go. You know, junior certificate, leaving certificate, uh, and then on in in some instances the third level, in the further education education and training education and training side, we're focusing a lot on developing I suppose alternative pathways. Uh, to to third level which would perhaps through apprenticeships and through career traineeships as well mm. uh, you know an example of that would be the Hospitality uh, Education and Training Centre above in Roxborough which yep. obviously prepares people for work in the hospitality uh, yeah. sector and um we would be trying to replicate that in other areas as well throughout throughout the region so that we offer a variety of those sort of career training ships also happening in, obviously in the training centre in, in, um, in, in Raheen and out in Shannon as well. Um, and our focus too to some degree is with, um, um, I suppose, working with companies and enterprises in the region uh, because we're almost reaching full employment now so some of our focus now shifting towards training people in work reskilling reskilling uh upskilling wh f- where they are in work as well and providing that that service and also creating some pipelines uh for the third level colleges we we have a memorandum of understanding with LIT through which our learners we'll have um, you know some getaway access to into, yeah, yeah, okay. into into LIT we're developing the same with Mary I and we're developing something similar with uh, University of Limerick as well so we're trying to kind of um, our focus is very much in in developing that whole area of being i suppose engaged across the region with all of the communities yeah. and to, and offering them pathways to education and and progression routes through the education system from the early levels right through to you know levels five because the two. last
0: thing you want is somebody to to slip through a gap if there's no provision of, of, of yeah, an
1: alternative that's right yeah yeah uh, and uh, you know for example we are working with with Clem Construction which has come in from from New York and they're they intend to build. Modular housing. Modular housing. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. training their workers at the moment. So, we what we're trying to is is also develop those links that see us as being the go to people for training exercises. We're we're working with a company in Shannon to train people to uh, paint aircraft. You know, they're uh, yep. looking to, to uh, upskill two hundred employees uh, to to paint aircraft. Um, we're we're working closely with Troy Studios as well in terms of training and upskilling Carpenters, electricians, and so on that they need out there for the for the film work and so on. So we 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 see ourselves as providing that you know added value yes. within the region. It's something that's
0: always changing. I imagine. I mean, the platform that you're working on, there will be. <coughs> will demand you constantly You, be, constantly you have to be ahead
1: of the curve. So yeah. you know, in terms of our further education and training division under Paul Patton, you know, they're constantly looking at new ways of, I suppose, providing um, an enhanced service in that regard. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, but it's very challenging and it's exciting at the same time because, you see, you are you are actually plugged into quite a lot of different parts of the regional economy as well in that yeah.
0: it, 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 They are inextricably linked. They are, yeah. And yeah. they will never separate. It's because yeah, of yeah. the fact that you'll be able yeah. to provide...
1: So backpack. in the same, same way we're developing, trying to develop parts and the, uh, the Chambers of Commerce and so on as well, which wouldn't have traditionally been a role that the old vocational education committees would yeah. have been involved in. Uh, they would have th- th- their role would have been much narrower, whereas the government now would see our role as being much expanded and, and, and wider in that in that context. Would you tell me how you got involved then? How am I? How are you in <laughs> Well, I suppose like many people, I I started out on the teaching route. You know? Yeah, I was formerly a teacher in Saint Essence Community College here in New York City, and then I subsequently became a school principal in Newport and County Tipperary, and I then spent a number of years in Dublin with the. Uh, joint managerial body as general secretary of that body which looked after voluntary secondary schools around the country then I came back to County Clare yeah. as chief executive of the VEC and then when the amalgamation occurred I I took over then from Sean Burke who was the first um, chief executive yeah. of Limerick and Clare ETB. I, I'm an
0: art school boy, so we won't follow too much about your St. Nessen's past, <laughs> even though I'm from that side of the city. Oh,
1: right, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that's it, it's You were a, probably in art school now when I long left St. Nessens, you know. Uh, so, yeah. I left Nessens in nineteen
0: eighty nine, so that's a long
1: time
0: ago. Oh I was in art school uh, and yeah. I was in arts. I was in arts school in eighty eight <coughs> Oh, in 88, yeah. 87, yeah, actually. 87, yeah. Actually. Right. 87, right. Yeah, yeah to 92. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that, was, that was back what then. What party were you from? Caldwell? I'm Cardavan,
1: yeah. All right. I did in Cardavan it, myself once upon a time. So oh, yeah. Few shaves. It would have been actually
0: easier for me to go to Nessons. Oh. There were two great schools servicing that side of, yeah. of, of Limerick for, mm. for a long time.
1: Another, I suppose, another aspect of our work in the area would be uh, in terms of building you know ex- new schools and extensions yes. to schools so we've quite an extensive capital program as well uh, i think it, it it touches around the 90 million um so we're we're we do a lot of work obviously in building extensions uh, to, for our own schools right uh, and we've completed work on some of those we also work with the department of education and science and that we take on uh, uh sorry department of education and skills and we take on uh, building projects for other schools as well. Mm-hmm. So within this this region at the moment, as an example of that, we're we're going to be building the new primary school in Mona Lien, um, Oh yes, which is a school that'll be built for a thousand pupils. Um, we're building. Um, is work
0: underway on that? Is, is it or is it the, 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 just a design phase? Oh, in. design. Okay. Um,
1: we're we're going to be. Um, we're involved in the building of. Three schools in, our extensions. A new school in Shannon for the Gael School in Shannon, right. and an extension to Gael School Mihal Kisog in, um, um, Ennis, and the Steiner School in as well. Oh yeah. So we're we're involved. We and we have been involved in, and also we, we we're involved in. Extensions to secondary schools. We just completed one in Milton in Spanish Point, so we work outside the E T B school, uh, yeah. really in that area as well. But then within our own area, we are building obviously new schools, new school in Croom, which is about 30, twenty million euros worth yeah. of project. And we've new, the we're going to be building it, the Gwael Kalashta out out, um, out Clare Street. Yes. Uh, very soon, and uh, we have completed a number of extensions. Are in the process of completing a number of extensions around the county, but.
0: It kind of moves me back to where you speak about the amalgamation of the yeah, ETBs into the region. If you could uh, look, uh, if you took a helicopter view of the entire region, it's it seems to be much more buoyant again.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I suppose the Limerick, Limerick, this, this whole region, this Limerick and Clare Midwest itself, like has, has kind of. Progressed hugely in the last few years uh and again both in terms of employment and in terms of inward investment mm. uh into the region and um that would be obviously from you know um fund direct fdis coming in uh, and people setting up new new uh, enterprises here and I suppose that has kind of made that you know has made us we have to become part of that framework and we see our role as being part of that framework uh, and as making a major contribution to it not just in in training and so on and so forth but also in terms of the investment that we have through the capital program which kind of is providing jobs and is also kind yeah. of uh, reaching out into other com- into communities as well there's a full the cycle that's there, there. Is, yeah yeah
0: you're you're an employer and then you're future proofing for employees of the next that's right yeah. Yeah.
1: so so there's a significant Element of the contribution there as well, and that's probably, I suppose, been helped by the fact that the that the um, that the amalgamation has given us that dynamic mm. to be a regional body. With a kind of a larger, a bigger view of the region and a and a, a better vision for for where we're going, it makes you of, somewhat
0: stronger as it well. It gives us somewhat
1: stronger in terms. You know, we do, we, we you know, we have the staffing, we have the the structure that's able to support that. Yeah. That which wasn't possible with the smaller entity of the old Vocational Education Committee.
0: With all this bu- buoyancy and the strength of your amalgamated boards, do you see any threats or opportunities that are out there? that you know obviously a threat you know you want to protect yourself against it could be in recruitment or retention or anything along those lines and then an opportunity obviously being something else that you know is well, on I the suppose, horizon yeah, i
1: mean the challenges obviously we're fa- facing I, I, always in the education sector is you know you need more and more resources and you need more and more uh, i suppose better resources to be able to deliver what you what you require to deliver uh, and you, sometimes we're doing that uh, with' limited enough resources in terms of what you 'd like to be able to offer offer learners at at times, so that 's always a challenge that 's always something we have to try and kind of keep our focus on mm. and try and extract as much as we can from central government in order to provide the service that we we do both in terms of you know sufficient money for salaries but also in terms of sufficient resources uh, to provide proper facilities for yeah. learners and students in the schools as well. So there's a constant challenge there and a constant battle to kind of garner as much as yeah. we possibly can. And you know, we work at that all the time. Yeah. Um a- again, in terms of we need to continually, I suppose, envision envisage what what the needs are in the region both in educational and training terms. And they change from time to time because as People progress as 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 you as, as more modern methods come in. Yeah. We have to be ahead of the the curve in relation to that, and be able to prepare people for for those challenges themselves in terms of the skills that they'll require. You know, it's often said that the you know that people who the skills that people have today will not be the skills they need in twenty years time. Because that was one thing yeah, come, Um you know? One of the directors of global research in Cook Medical
0: was just what I recently saying about the importance of of STEM and yeah. you know trying to make sure that the the next wave of talent that's coming looking for employment is suitably armed you know as you go through <coughs> and I, mean, I that's probably a key challenge to to, to see, see what 10 years you know what what's down the and line and that's
1: where we are trying as well to I suppose have that linkage between our schools and enterprise through STEM and through Limerick for Engineering, which we're heavily involved in as yeah. well, uh, and to kind of develop those linkages that allow us to give our learners and our students those pathways into, into industry and employment, uh, as well as into third level, mm. so, that they're, so that they're more equipped for the future that's facing them at least if we can give them the skills that allow them to be flexible as well you see yes. because that's an important element of it uh, that you know we keep we, we you know the constant that we fi- all face is change yeah. you know? so that's what every student and learner can is, that be is. looked at as an opportunity oh yeah it's, it's very much the, it's opportunity. Very much I the mean, opportunity i mean we see this you know in in positive terms rather than negative terms Yeah. Uh, and we see the fact that we have been That the reconfiguration into an ETB has given us, you know, certain tools to be able to meet those challenges uh, and to develop and, and, you know, to meet them head on. Um, And I suppose the advent of solace at national level as the policy making body for for further education training has been a huge help in that regard. Um, but equally, you know, looking at the reform of the junior cycle uh, at, at second level, that's also an important level that we very much focus on. And in terms of our post-primary schools, you know, we, we have a very well-worked, um, you know, continuous professional development programme for our teachers. Right. Uh, and we are constantly trying to upskill them and also reskill them in terms of meeting what are the the new developments in education and curriculum change so that as a, as a body we we can centrally do that and and bring our teachers together yeah. um you know focus them on what the new changes and skills that they require and then send them back into the schools so there's a great deal of agility required as well i presume there is from yeah your body well we we I suppose as a regional body we do have that certain flexibility to to be able to do that obviously we have to work within procurement rules we have to yes. work within governance rules uh, and and you know they're, they're an important element of all of our work yeah. now as, as a public service body but nonetheless you know we do have that we do have that um, the opportunities there for us to create that vision uh, and then to respond to it from a central focus but also a localized focus. Whereas if you're, you know, if you're a department of state like the Department of Education and Skills, they're looking at it from, you know, from from afar in many ways. Whereas yep. we're looking at it close up here in this region, and we know that this is our focus, this region, you know. So. You can be somewhat more targeted in what needs. We to can, and we have the local
0: links and the local knowledge as well to be able to do that. There can be a great deal of satisfaction drawn from
1: being able to provide directly for this region. Is there yeah I suppose like we we I mean as a body we do feel we 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 have a contribution to make and that we are making a contribution uh, and um you know it's it's been our focus since the formation of the ETB um now obviously the other the you know in the vocational education committees were trying some of that but they didn't have the tools to do it we feel that that those tools are here now with us as as this new body uh, to be able to do that uh, and that you know we can make a greater impact in the region uh, and like it's 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 a positive thing yes and and it's good for the region as well, you know so the, the, we're 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 almost done it's 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 funny
0: when you consider your dealing your initial dealings, you know you're dealing with a lot of young people who are coming through different paths and they're looking at opportunities, and while some opportunities might present themselves, there are alternatives and is, you know and you you think of a kid sitting down thinking about their CAO and you know what's the next step given your experience to date and the role in which you which you hold what would you tell a younger version of yourself or what would you tell a, a what advice would you share i suppose
1: the, the the advice would be like to explore all of the options that are there you know we have traditionally looked at you know, primary to post primary to third level and you know that has been the direct path, but there are further opportunities out there in terms of different uh, career traineeships, apprenticeships, and that these these are pathways that can lead you to areas, uh, into areas that you perhaps would be very comfortable in and would like and succeed in, and also that there, there are opportunities and pathways through those onto third level as well, because we have plenty of examples of people who have come through. Those sort of training programmes and have gone on then to the third level and have moved up the ladder in their their companies and in their enterprises because they have garnered a lot of practical experience as well on the way rather than jumping straight from post-primary school into, say a college etc yeah. and there's a place for that but there's also a place for people going um. into apprenticeships getting in at the ground floor and working their way up through that as well and, and also earning their certificates and their degrees through that manner too you know so there, it, it, it's, it's not just the the pipeline isn't narrow anymore There's a, there's quite a variety out there you know and the advice is to be aware. That to be aware and we are working with our guidance counsellors in the schools and also our guidance service within the further education and training uh, side to I suppose open up those pathways for people and make them more aware. We, we recently had an event in the South Court Hotel where we brought people in from the schools to show them all of these the variety of alternatives that were there oh, right. uh, in terms of the grades, and was very well attended uh, by the students in the schools. And like we have um, um uh, we have g- guidance support services in in Ennis and here in Limerick and we have walk um, in um centre there in O'Connell Avenue. Um just up, you know, the yeah. the old we call it red take if you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, yes the it's the not very MTI right. is it's called. Yeah. Um you can go in there and you can be you know, you can at a push of a button you can see all that's, that's available to you in, in that so we're trying to kind of get out there with, within the community and into yes. the schools as well to show that what, what's there in terms of the variety of opportunities that there are yeah. last one do, do you feel there's a lot of pressure put on um,
0: <clears throat> post primary students to to meet a certain standard
1: to to attain to follow a certain path I suppose the pressure derives really from this thing of of the points race, really, Mm. you know, of of trying to achieve a certain number of points because if you don't, you don't get into... XYZ, third college. ...university. And just for those students, and that's suitable for some students and, and, you know, they can achieve that. But for other students, you know... There is a lot of pressure on them to, to, to get to that when they don't need to have that pressure that they, that there are alternatives and opportunities for them um, and that it doesn't have to be that you get there immediately. You can kind of find a PLC program or another, an apprenticeship program or a career traineeship program that mm-hmm. will give you some tools and skills uh, and that will perhaps allow you to have a better picture, a better vision of where you want to go. It might also yeah. help you navigate that. Third yeah, because you see, a lot of people go into third level, and then there's a significant dropout because yeah. they're not ready for the, the change. So a little bit of a stand back, maybe, and and you know, and we're trying to work with with learners in that regard to give them that opportunity too. You know, so there is, the, I mean, there's going to be a lot. There's a lot of challenges there in relation to it, but you know, I, I'm hoping that we will see over time that a change in that regard you know thank you very much